will not apologize for who I am. I will not apologize for what I need. The need for Steve. Out! Did you order the code red? Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! What's done is done. And what we say it's done. Some cute redhead, huh? Are you a real redhead? (laughs) (laughs) Are you real? How can I find out if this is your real red hair? If it's the same red hair that you have on your, 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 these eyebrows. Get your feet off my chair and shut your trap. Who's going to make me, huh? Who's your boyfriend? You'd better leave us alone or I'll call the cops. Oh my, you've got me scared to death. What am I going to do now, pony? This girl's making me shake. Can't you just leave us alone? Be nice and leave us alone. I'm never nice. <laughs> Can I interest you in a Coca-Cola? Or a- Get lost, hood. Whoa, I'm sorry. I didn't know you had this problem with me yelling in my face. All right, I'll go. I know I'm not wanted. That was a very long intro. I'm Ethan. And I'm Sean. And we just got done watching Tom Cruise's second film, The Outsiders. Yes. But none other than Francis Ford Coppola. That is true. Although uh, you, you would, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to, uh, to say that this is exactly a Coppola film. I mean, it's an adaptation from a book. Which I did not read. Would you say the production of this was as historic as Apocalypse Now? Uh, no. <laughs> but I, is this the movie that he made after Apocalypse Now? I don't know. I'm just... It's the Coppola film that I know that's not Godfather because I've never seen that. It, it very well may, might be because I, I can't think of anything in between. I mean, he might have had to like take one hit for the studio. Like, we paid you so much for this and you only gave us three years of hell but oh no one from the heart i was in between this it was close though so he made apocalypse now and two films later he replaces marlon brando with tom cruise and boy does he have that is that is a stretch (laughs) he has some real bad teeth of prosthetics in this movie so bad that he came and shut his mouth in all yeah we we were uh kind of um a bit turned off by this because it was again the the very fake big teeth that is very noticeable um it, it looks like something you get like a 99 cent store like <laughs> the billy bob teeth of, yeah yeah you know it's you saw the hillbillies of beverly hills i'm assuming Did we mentioned that we watched the outsiders yeah okay <laughs> yeah no i said we watched tom cruise's second film the outsiders oh, okay yeah 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 no we're from, good from 1983 1993, um, Francis Ford Coppola. It's his second it's an movie. It's 80s movie. I, it feels later. Like, I, I, well, it, it definitely it, feels like it's, it's going for a throwback. It's going for a throwback. It feel, like he, he, does a, he does a job of making it feel like you're watching like, a movie from the 60s with some like, 80s sensibility, but the film really feels like a late Francis film, like, mm. kind of when he went over the hump of like, okay, I lost any... Autor abilities. So just just for uh, reference for people, because uh, I didn't know this going in, uh, there's two cuts of this movie. Uh, 
There is the regular theatrical cut that came out back in 1983. And then there is a special edition cut that came out in 2005. Yeah, 2005, which um, they added stuff back into the movie because apparently some uh, some people who were big fans of the book did not like the fact that they left some stuff out. Was this a like was this extended cut ever shown in like a film festival before? Not that I'm aware of. So it's no like tales, Southland tales, where like there was a cans cut that we're now just getting for the first time. But no, I again not not that I'm aware of. I uh, as far as I know that they had because this is also a Warner Brothers film. I they had the one version, and then I guess they just shot whatever was in the script, and they took stuff out for probably good reason and uh and yeah that's 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 what i, ended up ha- I, I actually i have a list of all of the uh all the uh the re-edits for this new version which is 22 minutes longer well i'm gonna see if i can do my best to figure okay. out what scenes were at it but so the film starts we have pony boy who's the only actor that i cannot remember see thomas howell see yeah he and his buddy ralph macchio mm-hmm I don't even remember his character's name. It's, 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 it's he's gonna be Ralph. Yeah, Ralph Macchio and po- Pony Boy are leaving the movie theaters, and a Paul Newman flick was just playing. The Hustler, which uh, solid choice. Interesting that uh, the Hustler they were seeing that movie be- just because. Uh, well, I guess that means it would have been in the '60s, uh, because uh, the the sequel to The Hustler, Color of Money, co-starring Tom Cruise. Well. They're leaving the movie theater, and it's just the two of them, and these kids called the. It's so the movie spells it S O C S. I thought it was socks, but later it's pronounced like Seuss or saw. It's Doctor Seuss. Yes, he's in this. But these kids, the Seuss, who are like preppy little kids who look like they vacation to Cape Cod and win, wear yeah. vineyard vines. Polos definitely got the loafers. They got the polos going. And you got Ralph and Pony Boy with their slick back, greasy hair, mm-hmm. and their leather jackets, known as the Greasers. The Greasers. The Greasers. Greasers. Not yeah. the Greasers. The Greasers. Well, these preppy kids pull out a switchblade knife and are gonna beat them up. But then, is this when all the homies come? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. I. This I, movie, I I I did not feel in any of this. Oh wait, wait. Well, there was a first fight, right? There was a there was an initial fight, like a small rumble. Yes, yes, yes. There's a little rumble because because don't don't they interact and then that's when Tom Cruise does the car flip. Yeah, but there's a little rumble with the preppy kids and the greaser greasers, um, which sets up this movie of like these are two kids from the different side of the tracks. Thank you, West Side Story. <laughs> um, and again, a little scuffle. With um, not Emilio, but Emilio and Tom Cruise and Roblo come in, break up the fight because they're also gre- greasers. I'm going to keep on saying greasers, greasers. It's going gonna, it's gonna to switch back and forth. But they break up the fight and we're introduced to Tom Cruise with his well, teeth. I think we're introduced to everyone, really. Yes. Besides Patrick Swayze. He'll Besides, come in yes, a little later. Course. But so this film is a who's who of young Hollywood at the time. Mm hmm. You got your Emilio Estevez, your Rob Lowe's, your Matt Dillon's, your Tom Cruise's, 
you know, Ralph Macchio's, and then Pony Boy. Pony Boy, yeah. Oh, did you mention um, uh, Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze, we're, he is in this, but he doesn't quite appear yet. He's he's an outsider, but not like with the outsiders. I'm he's, just calling him the outsiders, by the way. So Rob Lowe is Pony Boy's older brother, mm-hmm. and his name is Soda Pop. Yes. And then Patrick Swayze's is their oldest, oldest brother, who's also acts as their father figure because their family situation is unknown, but we never see or hear about their mom or dad. So it's it's just the three of them. It's uh it's understood that they are uh, no longer with us. But Rob Lowe is 16 and so is his buddies, but Pony Boy is 14 and Patrick Swayze and Rob Lowe are trying to protect him from this life of violence. And I think that's a a a a big thing with this movie is just the ages that these actors are supposed to be. Ralph Macchio is also supposed to be one of the sixteen-year-olds, but he hangs, he doesn't look a day over twelve. He hangs out with um, Pony Boy a lot. Who Pony Boy lies that he's sixteen, but he is actually fourteen. But like the two of them together, I'm like, oh, they're probably like he looks older than than fourteen too. I'm just assuming. I'm going off what the movie told me that he's 14 I years know, old. I know, and I'm like, oh, Ralph Macchio looks like he's not older than that, so he's probably 14. Also, no, he's 16. Um, he's definitely in the baby face of the group. But so we're introduced to Tom with the teeth, Emilio uh-huh. with the Mickey shirt, which I'll later find out his only characteristic trait is liking Mickey Mouse. He, well, and Disney, and and, and you know, because he's watching. He's watching Disney while eating chocolate cake and having a bud. That is true. But so we're introduced to the crew. They're 16-year-olds who are fighting against the preppy kids. But we might have had Tom Cruise's first son ever. He jumps on a car and does a front flip as they're all just riled up after like the little scuffle that they got into. Um, and that could be his first. And, Would and that, you say that, that might be his first stunt? Well, if you don't count him diving away from the bullets from taps. I don't count the dive as stunt. There's no flipping involved. But, and then we're, that night, we have Pony Boy resting. And to show you how poor that this family is of these three brothers, him and Rob Lowe have to share a twin bed together. And they cuddle up because, you know, cuddle the homies. As, As one does. I mean, there's not much space on a twin bed, but it shows you how poor this family is. So we're the next day. There's another fight that breaks out, and I'm like, "How violent is this world of 16 year olds that they're getting into?" Apparently, a fight pre- pretty violent. Every single day, it's every day you wake up, fight, w- sleep, wake up, fight, sleep. Wake up, fight, It's sleep. dangerous. You know, it's a dangerous world the, for the, the 60s, 16-year-olds. possibly 50s, was, was just a hellish time to be a kid. In Tulsa, Oklahoma? Especially Tulsa. These kids are fighting. So they get into a little scuffle. Later that night, Ralph Macchio and Pony Boy sneak into the drive-in movie theater. Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite see what was playing. There it was, was something wild, whatever it was. There was people going through windows and... And uh, uh, smacking and all this kind of stuff. But so they go to the sitting section, which I didn't know existed for driving theaters. But, you know, there's only one left in New Jersey. Well, listen, when you're that poor, you can't drive to a drive in theater. I just thought, like, what's the point of having sit down 
section at a drive-in theater when that's just a theater? I couldn't like, tell you. You're not bringing your car to the movie theater, and like that's the whole appeal of a drive-in theater. It's like you can't just walk up to a drive-through window. Well, yeah, because you need a car for that, but then you can go inside and order. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but so they sit behind Cherry, whose name's Sherry, but her hair is red, so she goes by Cherry, and her friend, who I don't know her name. I don't think they ever said her name. It's she's really not a, like. There's another scene with her, but then after that, the Cherry's friend is just dropped for the rest of the movie. So Ralph and Pony Boy, they're crushing on the two girls, but then Dallas shows up. Oh, Matt boy. Dillon, he's the most bad boy of the group. He's so he's such a bad boy that he just got out of prison, and then he starts sexually harassing Cherry. Mm. He asks her, implies. Oh, your hair's red? And then implies another part of her body if the color matches. He's he's, it's, he's it's trying skeezy. very hard, but also in a very scummy way. It is very skeezy. And then asks her for a Coca-Cola, which only calls back to the scene from Baby Driver when Jamie Foxx orders Coca-Colas for the table. Because <laughs> Baby Driver now owns Coca-Cola in my mind. Um, but... Cherry kicks him like off, like gets him away because well, she she throws the coke at him. Oh yeah, yeah, because he he that's that's when he gets pissed off and leaves. Fine, I'll just leave. I know when I'm not wanted. Um, it's she, he was like touching her, and I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. It's the '60s, I guess. Doesn't make it better, but you know. Well, I mean, there's also kids fighting all the time, and we have following that sexual harassment scene, we see. Pony boy smoking, who's fourteen years old? Yeah, well, even before that, like he was like, you know, Cherry Darling was just like, hey, you know, what's up with you? Let's go get some concessions. Let's make out or whatever. And you know, she takes him over to the concession stand with all the redheads. The concession stand <laughs> has the highest population of redheads I think I've ever seen. Ever? It was crazy. It was crazy. It was almost like they had just taken over the whole area. Everyone who worked there. Was a redhead. And except everyone, the manager. Except the manager. He was balding, though. So yeah. it, was a little, it was a little rough. And everyone who was like a patron there was a redhead besides... Okay, I will say this was probably added. So we get this weird... So we get them going into the concession stand. And Pony Boy, not a redhead. And Cherry, he's buying her popcorn and soda. We have these weird cutaways of like these other kids in line. And they're like pushing on each other the redheads are turning on each other and it's they're like they're pushing at each other but like i don't get what was going on um like maybe context of the book i would understand the scene and may i'm I'm, I'm gonna say this is maybe a scene that was added like this cutaway shot of these just kids pushing each other we'll we'll find out soon enough and i don't think it added anything at all but i think this is where people were mad because like you didn't have everything in the book because I don't know How what this... How you leave out the redheads getting into a fight at the movie theater? But we're, we're introduced to a world where kids smoke. There's very little parents, like adult figures. I saw like one near, parent. Like, until the end, we get some like kind of figures uh, of authority. Until, until uh, Ralph Macchio's drunk mother showed up at the hospital... I don't think we had seen any, uh, unless you're you're talking about like shadows. We haven't seen we didn't see any parents throughout the whole movie. We we, we have a very 
verse world of just teen culture and no parents. So it's it's interesting. It's a very Ferris Bueller's Day Off where like adults don't exist. Mm-hmm. But so after the movie, Pony Boy and Ralph Macchio gladly walk these two ladies home, Cherry and her friend, to well, they were picked up. Yes, or she. Well, I think they both were. I'm not sure. But I then, only saw Cherry. <laughs> Cherry and her friend walk home with Ponyboy and Ralph Macchio, and then their drunk exes, who are also not their exes, but like she acts like their exes. It's complicated. They show up, and you're like, what are you doing with these boys? And then Cherry is like, you think I'm going to date a drunk who gets passed out in the street? He's like, I'm not that drunk. And I'm like, <laughs> let me drive you home. <laughs> um, there's a lot of drinking and driving going on in this. Um, again, Well, not all of them, because some of them just throw their, their alcohol away. <laughs> Maybe they're too drunk. They're like, dump it out or just throw it. But Sherry's like, no. And then the two, and these two kids are part of the preppy gang. These yeah. two drunks. The two preppy kids are like, oh, we're going to fight them if you don't come home with us. And Sherry, her one characteristic trait is she hates violence. And she's like, oh, no. I can't see a fight. So decides to go home with them. But right before she leaves, she tells Ponyboy that Matt Dillon, Dallas, is an asshole and hopes that she never sees him again. But 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 she'd fuck him. Because <laughs> she would fall in love with him if she ever saw him again, which was a very weird just After he line. just uh, assaulted her. Verbally. And that was the first time she ever encountered this man. Yeah, yeah. So Ponyboy and Ralph by themselves. Oh, wait, Emilio joins along too. Emilio is here, kind of. Was he, though? He was in the background with his Mickey shirt. Uh, sure. I don't remember. They They walked to Ralph's house. And oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Ralph's parents are fighting. Yeah, you see through like the screen door their shadows. He's like, "I want to get out of here. My parents are always fighting." And then they go sleep in trash. And yes. then and then uh, 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 Pony Boy go. He goes home, and then Patrick Swayze's yelling at him, and he's just like, "I'm leaving too." You know how late it is. <laughs> Pretty much the fight. Um, stop trying so hard, Patrick. You're his brother. I understand that you're thrust in this position of his father figure, but like you can't be both. But he, it's also like Patrick. I mean, he's. Uh, it looks like he's trying to do his best, like as being thrust into this figure. But he's also very much part of like the greaser, the greasers. Um, he's very much part of this like gang culture, mm-hmm. and he's like though trying to cut it back you're like not the greatest influence no. and you're getting mad at him for following your footsteps, but like, I don't want you to be like me, but he's going to follow your footsteps. And then you're like, Oh no, he's being like me. He, he, mixed messages for sure. But yeah. So pony boy runs out. He finds Ralph under trash under outside trash. of his house because he didn't want to go in. Um, and then they have a conversation and Ralph says sometimes like, cause pony boy is about like how, Patrick Swayze like never pays attention to him something and Ralph is like I like when my old man hits me because he at least he knows I'm there which I'm like hold up movie what is going on there's a lot (laughs) but so they're hanging out they run into the the preppy boys 
the boyfriends are back. The boyfriends of Cherry and Cherry's friends are back, mm-hmm. and they got some other preppy friends. They're going to teach him a lesson. They grab Pony Boy and start drowning him in this public fountain. Mm-hmm. I think it's also the fountain they use for friends, but don't quote me on really? that. Yes. They, they, they pick it up from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and move it to Manhattan. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> but they're drowning Pony Boy. And Ralph doesn't know what to do, so he gets a switchblade and stabs one of the kids. We don't see that, though. That's all off screen. We, we, we go underwater and we just see this terrible, terrible optical blood effect underwater. And then we come back and all of a sudden uh, there's a dead guy on the ground. Blood everywhere. I don't think there's any blood left in his body. I understand PG-13 did not exist at this time. Well, we but... didn't see. See, it's okay because we didn't see the action. We just saw uh, some, some, some bloody water. Yes, but then we also saw his... Very bloodied corpse and the massive amounts of Just blood remember, around his body. That fountain was still running. So for, for it to be that bloody, you have to get a lot of it in there. So it was a Vampire's Fest afterwards. They were like, look at all this blood. This is just a human's body's so we, worth. We, we got to get out of here. So Let's go hit up Tom Waits. <laughs> you ruined the surprise. <laughs> um, firstly, I went the De Palma dead body shot. Um, so they're 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 freaking out. Ralph Macchio killed a person, respectfully so. Like I would be freaking out. It was in self defense. Like they were going to kill Pony Boy. We assume we didn't see anything. Pony Boy was going to die regardless. So it's like in defense of his friend. They were going to kill him. He killed them first. You killed or get killed culture, you know. But we see Ralph having an existential crisis of. I killed someone. And right in De Palma fashion, we have this dual focused shot like shot. And in the background is just the dead body. Which I get the symbolism, but like we've seen the body like ten times already. It doesn't need to have a dual like focused camera. Maybe for if this. this is the first time you're seeing it, but otherwise, no. It we can don't be it. it can be out of focus, but we understand the body. It's yeah. it's that we, body's we've seen crisp. It. It's been there. That body's crisp on that. Oh, that focus, and it looms over Ralph Macchio. Mm. So they need Dallas, because Dylan, Matt Dylan, why has he got two first names? <laughs> Matt Dylan, he he's just recently out of prison. He he's the most criminal, I would say, of the group. He, so he knows what to do in this situation. He knows what to do in this situation. So Ralph and Pony Boy go to a bar that. Surprise, surprise, Tom Waits is the owner of? He at least answers, like, the door. Owner or doorman or bouncer or something. Tom Waits, famous for numerous roles in Jim Jarmusch films. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think he had a speaking line at all. Did he say anything? Mm, he may have. I don't remember. I don't. He mind. was credited, so I'm assuming he must have, like, had a say something. Well, you can't put Tom Waits in your movie and not give him credit. Well, was Tom Waits any even anything at this point in his career? Jim Jarmusch sure. wasn't uh, around for a little bit longer. Well, he, I mean, he did. He's not. He's not like he's just an actor. Like he, he did make music. I, I just don't remember when he started. No, Tom Waits only exists in Jim Jarmusch's world. Okay. <laughs> like John Laurie, they're only for Jim sure. Jarmusch to use, and Bill Murray at this point now, uh, and Adam Driver. Sofia Coppola would have a word with you on that. That's fair. Jim Jarmusch and Sofia can have a fight over it. Oh, isn't maybe that a marriage a, would story? They, would they have a rumble? That's much later into the movie. 
Um, okay, so Tom Waits is there. C- completely wasted potential for a character that I want more of. Maybe well, you want him to play 14 years old, too? <laughs> no, I feel like Tom Waits' character might have had some yeah, more. Yeah, I'm a 14-year-old kid. <laughs> Tom Waits might have had some more in the book. I don't know. I, want, uh, I hate you can't, when my parents keep yelling at each other. You can't get rid of Patrick Swayze because I was like, Tom Waits, want? I don't know what I want. I want Tom Waits. I want a more meaty role for him. I don't want him to just be the bar owner slash doorman. He, he wasn't a big thing at that point. So Tom Waits goes, gets Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon comes down shirtless. Of course. He, of course. I don't. I think we get a shirtless shot of all the teen stars in this movie. Not pretty Emilio. Much. No, he has, but he has a sleeveless, always sleeveless. I mean, Kinda unless Mickey's not wearing a shirt on, on his shirt, I, I don't... <laughs> Um, but we're, we're, Matt comes down shirtless because he lives above this bar to really emphasize like how much of a, he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. I've never been nice. I'm so sad, <laughs> but so we he, got Matt Dillon and this Nicholas winding neon red light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gives Ralph Macchio a gun, a revolver after Ralph Macchio just stabbed someone to death, which by the way, never comes back. They, 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 it's it's like Chekhov's gone if they forgot that it existed. Do you think Chekhov's rolling in his grave about this? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Second but, gun is used, but the revolver never makes an appearance again. Yes. Uh, but so he gives him a gun. He says, "Go on this train. Go to this safe house. I'll come get you uh, some later date." And at this point, there is a lot of music used throughout, <laughs> and. I'm like, what is this? Just Edgar Wright? Did he plug in his? Did Francis Ford Coppola plug in his iPod and was like, shuffle all my music? Yeah, that's what that's what it seemed like. Um, there was like at least fifty tracks of music throughout. I love, including the Twilight Zone theme, which was interesting. <laughs> it was a surf rock sound that started off sounding like the Twilight Zone, but also all the songs in this were surf rock because I guess the Beatles don't reach Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wasn't there an Elvis song in there? I don't know, but there's a Hank Williams poster, even though they never played a Hank Williams song, and I was a little disappointed. Uh, they catch a train going anywhere. Was it a midnight train? All right. This sh- Thank you for joining us. This has been this episode of Cruise Control. Next week, we are doing the movie Losing It, starring Tom Cruise. Are you losing it over this <laughs> journey joke? Okay, so Pony Boy, it's the next day. And Ponyboy and Ralph are tired, and they're a little lost. They see these two miners, construction miners. They're doing work on this rock. Hey, miners meeting miners, you know. Um, but they're also just drinking Bud, big can of Bud. It's it's a tall Budweiser, like a tall boy Budweiser, like. On his lunch break, he might just actively still be working. And at this point, we're we're having people driving drunk. This guy's Bud with his ham and cheese sandwich. Everyone's drinking all the time. But it's the sixties, possibly fifties. You know, Pony Boy pretends to be a farm boy, even though he's like, "Do I look like a farm boy?" Because he's got you know the greasy hair. Do farm boys grease their hair? I don't think so. Mm-mm. And ask for directions. They come to this abandoned church, the one Matt Dillon told them about. And you know they break in. I don't know if Jesus would be happy about that. He ain't living there no more. I mean, also, I don't know how happy it would be at Ralph stabbing a person to death, but... Well, we're, we're, we're beyond that. 
Um, there's some there's some company in the church. You got some bunnies. Some bunnies. You got an owl. You got an owl. That who owl who burned that, that fucking place down. It's an ominous owl. He's an arsonist. That fucking owl. They can't be but, trusted. They're not what they seem. So Matt Dillon told them to get groceries for a week. So Ralph goes into town and he buys one week's of grocery and he also buys Gone with the Wind. The book, not the movie. Come on, guys. What are they going to do? Watch the DVD of Gone with the Wind in this abandoned church the with no electricity? The movie was still probably still playing in theaters at this point. They took, they took the film from the theater, and then they just hold it up to the light and play the movie in their head. But... This is when like we really start to find out that Pony Boy, oh, he's an intellect. He likes books. He yeah. likes poetry. He has this memorized poem by the famous poet Mark Frost. It's true. It's true. Creator of Twin Peaks, Mark Frost. It's Robert Frost. I don't I, I don't want to give Mark Frost more credit than he needs. He he's got a nice He's, doing right. he's, he's got a nice he's plethora okay. of projects he's done, but Robert Frost. Uh, you you uh, you skipped over the fa- the, uh, the the part where they changed her hair. Oh yes, Pony Boy he reluctantly cuts it cuts it off. To, somehow turns blonde. I don't know how that happened. He um, just stopped putting grease in it. Is that seriously what it is? I, no. Because I, 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 I only that was out. Because then, then they they do the the uh, the, the reverse where he's going to cut Ralph Macchio's hair and his, and they, they go forward in time and his hair looks exactly the same. So I don't know. Ralph had a better contract. I don't know what he did. Ralph had a much better contract. He's like, you're not allowed to touch my hair. Sure. Um, uh, they might have just bought like bleach. You know, it's good for drinking and dyeing hair. I didn't see it in that box of. Uh, Asparagus. That can be in the extended, extended version. Okay, okay. Maybe, hey, maybe, maybe give it another. Hey, he redid Godfather Three, so uh, you know, give him another couple years. Maybe we'll get a re edit of The Outsiders. We have four copies of Apocalypse Now, right? Uh, f- you mean like versions? Versions. Three. Yes. Three. Okay. That's so it. It could happen with The Outsiders, but they cut their hair. Mm-hmm. And they go enjoy the sunset, and that's when Pony Boy recites this poem about how gold can never stay. It's a poem about nature. Um, Robert Faust, big nature head. Um, and this is also when we realize Pony Boy has emotions. Um, he talks to Ralph and saying like, "Oh, I could never enjoy like a sunset with any of the other homies because they don't like stuff like this. They don't like natural beauty, but I am." in touch with my feelings fucking kiss me bro <laughs> and i'm just like so all this this tv sh- not this tv show this movie is just everyone besides pony boy has toxic masculinity and doesn't know how to deal with their emotions or be in touch with them well that eventually, night, well, eventually matt dillon comes and gets them Yes, but that's after like that. That's the next morning after a raccoon greets them that night. Oh yeah, you got a little raccoon buddy. He didn't actually get inside. Nah, he was just peeping. Yeah, peeping Tom. <laughs> but the next morning, Matt Dillon, he shows up. He's just like, "All right, let's go back. You're good." He drives him back to Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. They get um, I've never been to Dairy Queen. I don't know. They sell burgers and shakes and sundays and stuff like that. It looked like they just had burgers, burgers and fries. Um fucking pony boy doesn't know how to wipe his goddamn mouth off. 
And he's then, literally sitting in the back seat. He throws his burger away, and he just has a streak of burger juice on his face. He throws his burger away because Dallas starts talking about Cherry, who oh, how dare he? Pony has a crush on, but you know, can't be bros and say, "Yo, Matt, I like her." Would that be mine if like you didn't talk about her that way? But then I don't care what her pubes are colored. Matt Dillon shows them the second gun of the movie that we're introduced to, and this time it has a clip, mm-hmm. like a magazine, unlike the revolver. And this one, I think Chekhov will be a little more happy about because it does come back. Sure. But Dallas tells them how Cherry's going to testify in court saying how the preppy boys were all drunk and hopefully Ralph... Well, Ralph was also saying he might confess. Ralph could confess, but after knowing this, he says, I could be let off on a light charge, if not even freed, because they were drunk and caused the fight, based on Cherry's testimony. So, they go back to the church to get their things and dip. The church is on fire. I just want to point out, um, so this is the same church that they were living in. An abandoned church. An abandoned church boards they had to take down boards over a window to get in yes why the fuck were there little kids in the church let alone how did it catch on fire there was there's nothing in that place i don't even know if they even had fire no we were shown a fireplace earlier i'm just yeah outside there were also adults with them it was a very strange scene there was no there's no r- real reason. Like, it, you would think that it was just some random church that um, bur- that was burning down, but no, it was the place that they were staying, in, which was filled with cobwebs and it was all boarded up. It's like, how the? F- are you telling me these little kids, smaller than these fourteen-year-olds, went in there and started doing pyro shit with their parents just on the outside? Yeah. Like, what, what? What am I to? What am I to uh, you know, make of this part? Like, it's very. I'm very lost at why the kids are there, especially with their parents. And then the cops show up, kind of while Matt, Ralph, so and the Pony greasers run in, they break through, and then we see an, the owl, the owl who started the whole fucking thing. I swear the owl's a narcissist. The owls are not what they seem. It's not what they seem, no. But the owl just dips. He flies out. I'm like, peace. Yeah. Well, hey, if you start the fire, you're not gonna st- stick around. Matt didn't want to go in, but his two buddies go in. So Matt goes in because you know Matt, Matt's not nice. Well, because Matt doesn't read poetry. He's not. He doesn't have feelings, and he would let those kids die. Maybe they should die. <laughs> because they didn't serve time like Matt has. I, be- I believe I referenced Man of Steel while watching it, uh, Pa Kent being like, oh, maybe they should have died. So they save the kids. Yes. But Ralph is still stuck in the church. They made sure to, to save the black kids last. <laughs> I just want to point that out. That's the you thing know, that happened. They were in an order, but you know, they no, just, they weren't. <laughs> they no, they definitely weren't. The black kids were in the middle. They 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 went around them to get the white kids out. So is Francis Ford Coppola, or are the characters in this racist? Hey, it's the sixties. I don't know. Well, we would have just assumed, and this is like the only time we see black characters in this entire movie. Yeah, but apparently, there's abundance of redheads. There's, there's we see more redheads in this movie than black people. Uh, but everyone gets out, but Ralph's stuck in there. 
and the church just collapses somehow somehow I, it's it's edited so poorly it's just like all, all out of nowhere the the church collapses and then next thing you know you're in a you're in an ambulance with uh with the pony boy i think this was the sole inspiration for andre Trafarsky's the sacrifice <laughs> he saw that church burning down and he's like amateur and decided Pretty sure to sacrifice was before this Oh, that was his, that was his last movie. It was in the eighties. Yeah, I think it might have been before this. No, it was the eighties. What year was this? This is eighty three. Yeah, sacrifice is like eighty seven, and then he is died. It? Because you're forgetting about nostalgia, and stalker was like seventy nine, eighty six. I'm right. All right. Javarsky was like, huh? You call Francis Ford Coppola a good director? Watch these apples. And now I'm re- referencing Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> but the church burns down. Ralph was in it. But the cutting is so strange. And then all of a sudden, you, you, you're you in the hospital. You see them wheel past Ralph Macchio, who looks like he's burnt to a fucking crisp. He's re- he's doing his best Harvey Dent impression right now. And then they also roll in Matt Dillon, who has like a small burn on his, on his arm. We'll also see, we'll, needed to be hospitalized. We'll see their contrast of these severe injuries to both of them the next day. But this one of the police officers who's sitting down in the hospital waiting room next to Pony Boy, who's covered in soot because you know he's covering like saving these kids. Um, he's smoking a cigarette because two of his friends were hurt. This cop is also smoking a cigarette, and he said, "Hey, you should stop. It's a bad habit. You're too young." And I'm like, this movie keeps on like trying to tell, and like I, maybe this is intentional, and if it is, it's pretty clever. It's like. It's a movie that's trying to like show us like these kids are very anti authoritative figures, and it's like, well, why shouldn't they be when they're telling them things to stop doing that the adults I'm, are doing themselves? I'm sure it comes across way better in the book. It's this is this cop. That's, that's the way I'll put it. It's this cop smoking a cigarette, telling this kid to stop smoking because it's bad for you, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, why should you listen to someone who's smoking then if they're smoking? It's so I feel like it, there was at least a little bit going on there. I, I referenced Planet Terror a few times while we were watching this movie, mainly because of Cherry. But that's like the, the scene in Planet Terror when uh, Earl McGraw says to Elray, he's just like, You don't smoke, do you? And he goes, No. And he's like, That's probably good. And then leaves. And then Elray uh, lights up a cigarette. So Ponyboy's brothers come to the hospital, relieved to see him because they have not seen him. Since, you know, Ralph murdered a kid. Um, and they're just happy that their brother's all right. <laughs> so it's the next day. We're back at the brother's pony boy's house. And Tom Cruise and Emilio come in. Emilio, again, wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt. Just raising hell. Always, just always wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt all the time. And Tom, we got... Tom Cruise unbun shirt. So we're giving totally open. an almost shirtless Tom Cruise in this. And also in the house, Matt Dillon's picture. Yeah, in the uh, in the newspaper when they're when they're they 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 show him the newspaper uh, about them saving the kids from the church. And in they have three photos of all three of them from uh, uh from the newspaper. Ralph Ponyboy Ralph and Matt. Ralph Ponyboy looked kind of normal. The Matt Dillon photo looks like his headshot. They they were scrambling and realized the only photo of Matt Dillon that exists is his headshot that was submitted for it, the he was, film. It looked like he was posing for a fucking headshot. It was weird. 
But because of the whole accident at the church, I guess whoever would be in charge of this figures out that Pony Boy, a 14-year-old, is living with his 16-year-old soda pop brother, Rob Lowe. And I don't think Patrick Swayze's ever really identified as an age, but I would assume... We don't get an age. I I assume 18. If that's 18... (laughs) I'm like I'm just going to go in two year increments. Because I mean, I, I don't I think swear, he's that yeah, much. Patrick older. Swayze is the oldest looking person in this movie. I, I, I'm surprised that they even besides uh, one of the preppy kids. Yeah, I think but, this was like three years before Roadhouse. Like he's supposed to be like a a, 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 a tough, full grown man in Roadhouse. <laughs> well, he could be a 21 year old tough grown man. He looks insanely but, so we, older. We're told that Pony Boy and Rob Lowe might be put into child homes because their older brother. Doesn't seem fit oh, for taking yeah. care I of about that. that. Which is a, a subplot that's just kind of dropped yeah, sure. almost until the court scene mm-hmm. at the very end. But um, everyone leaves after Tom Cruise points out to Emilio that Di- or Mickey Mouse is playing. And then <laughs> Emilio stays behind watching his Disney. And then he comes in with like a little tray with, chocolate with a cake. full cake. A full chocolate cake with one piece taken out, which Tom Cruise had, because, you know, one piece of cake fine. Because you you cut away, and then you cut back, and then Tom Cruise has cake all over his face. But Emilio comes out with this full tray of cake and a Budweiser. Was this movie sponsored by Budweiser? There was a lot of Budweiser. The bar that they went to... Just had a big Bud sign on it. I don't think there was any other beer... I mean, I, I may have seen a Miller sign as well, but... Um, Can I ask you a question? Mm. What kind of beer do you drink? Do we have to do this? <laughs> Heineken. Fuck that shit. Pabst Bud. Blue Ribbon. Fuck that shit. I, how, how, how do you feel he feels about Budweiser? Uh, he would not be for Budweiser at all. No, that's fair. What about Bud Light? Definitely not. Oh, God. If you if you were to tell him that there was such a thing as Bud Light Seltzer, oh, man. I think that's why he had all his problems in Blue Velvet. <laughs> he he, he just hates beer. Yeah. That's not Pabst Blue Ribbon. But so Emilio stays to eat his cake. The rest of the homies go out. They're going to the hospital. Um, we get a second front flip from yeah. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise just loves flipping on cars in this movie. He's really... He's really Pulling out the flips. That's the last of the flips we get. Well, from him. we get, He flips a few people later. But um, they go meet with Cherry. She's just like, hey, <laughs> there's a rumble. The rumble's coming. She sets 30 up, men. <laughs> she sets up the parameters of a clean fight. No weapons. Between, yeah, the punks. I'm just gonna call them punks. The outsiders. I'm calling. I I've been calling them the outsiders this whole. The punks what's the point of, of and the preps. If they're gonna call the movie the outsiders, we should call their group the outsiders. Yeah, but they're maybe that group, the subsect of the Kevin Ash and greasers, Scott Hall, the greasers, and C. Are Thomas the outsiders, outsiders, but they're a part of a bigger group that is very rarely touched on. Yeah, there's a, a quick part in at a gas station where they're just meeting with the, the other uh, greasers as, like, backup. And they're just like, yeah, we cool. And we got a rumble in the jungle. There's a rumble coming. 
And so Cherry sets up these roles because she seems to be the most neutral party, which again, like, isn't her one character trait she hates violence, but she's the one setting up, not setting up this fight, but she's the messenger for this fight. Like, why did she yeah. accept this job? She's kind of the one who, she, she's like the, 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 the girl who would uh, be standing outside of a drag race and just being like, go. So she sets up the rules. No weapons. No weapons. Uh, I, I think that's it. That's no really weapons. the only rule, because if no weapons, then I guess no Both one can die. Both feet must touch the floor. Um, so the punks, the outsiders, they're going, and they keep on trying to tell Ponyboy, like, you're too young. Don't fight. You're too young. You can't be in this fight. Nah, dude, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, but he's like, nah, man, I got to fight for the honor of Ralph Macchio. That kid can do a karate kick in the future. I can fight for him. But so they go, and this fight... They, they they pile around this bonfire, which I feel like is the worst place to have a massive fight. Yeah, you, hey, you already had one person burned to seemingly to death. And then Matt with like just a little scrape on his arm. Yeah, he's good. He's um, good. The contrast of the two's injuries is comedically hilarious because <laughs> Matt is actively getting up and out of his bed to grab something. And he just fucked the nurse. Ralph is... He, unable to move because also something fell on him apparently because he will never be able to yeah, walk I think again he, he said says that, like, his, he can't his back is broken or yeah. something i don't know the, the, the dude was still crispin when uh, when they came in but so we're, we're about to have a rumble yeah the, the preps show up and as soon as the rice the fight starts god pisses on them and it starts raining immediately starts raining it was crazy intense rain was it and also, Matt Dillon checked himself out of the hospital and comes running in as soon as he the fight starts. It was a surprise entrant. It was, it was it insane. Was, my jaw hit the floor. He, I'm like, he is coming out of nowhere. And he took a guy down. Oh, my. <laughs> um, would you say this is on par with a nor- normal WrestleMania? No. No, this was, this was way faker. Um, you could see the punches. I kept asking. I was like, when is anyone going to go over the top rope? I... I you know, I, I kept seeing some 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 backflips and some some punches, but no, no one no one seemed to get eliminated. So I think Tom's breakout role in this was he had the most fighting going on, and he seemed to take down the most preps out he of fuck them up. He was doing some like kicks and punches, and he yeah. was throwing them around. He was he, taking on three at once. He may have broken the elimination record. I'm not sure. But he, he definitely was just killing them. When the bodies were on the floor, I think Tom took down the most and can easily be crowned the champ. He was of declared the, match. the winner. Tom Cruise won the Rumble. Pony Bowie, not so much. No, no, he got his face like smushed in the mud. It's he looked beat. Yeah, he looked like Conor McGregor. If, if anyone else was somewhat uh, impressive, I would say Patrick Swayze. Uh, he did have some uh, some good uh, some good uh, fighting in there, but he's also like two, if not more, years older than he's also thirty five. So it's you know it <laughs> makes sense. But but yeah, Tom Cruise just he 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 eliminated everyone and won and won the rumble. Pony Boy's face looked a little worse for wear, and Matt is like, "Oh no, I have to take you to the hospital." So they get yeah, he's taking him to the hospital. The police pulls him over, and Matt's like, "I'm taking him to the hospital," and the police is like. Okay. The officer just disregards the the bruise. That was on an added Matt, scene. Matt, an added scene. Uh, it, you know that? No, I'm just I'm oh. just I'm proclaiming this oh, now. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. I, I forgot about this added scene. Didn't the police bit. also give him an escort too? 
Yes. Yeah, I thought so. I thought that's what. Yeah. But they show up, and it wasn't actually really for his bruises, but he wanted to go check in on his boy Ralph. And he is not doing good. By not doing good, he dies. <laughs> Put a common a common line that Ponyboy will keep on saying when other characters asked about Ralph's condition. He's like, well, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, Emilio's just like, <laughs> I don't know much about this, but that ain't good. Yeah, so like they're they're actively saying that they don't know anything, but it also doesn't look good. Uh, which he, I'm like, he kind of burnt to a fucking crisp. But so he looked he looked like a KFC. Fried chicken. Nah, dude. He was he was left in the fryer way too long. So KFC fried chicken. <laughs> but so Emilio dies, but tells Ponyboy to famously stay gold, calling back Robert Frost's poem. And oh, is that what he said? I thought he said stay hard. No, that's a Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. <laughs> <laughs> but he tells him to stay gold. And, you know, this shakes him, but if anything. It makes Matt Dillon snap. Oh, he's... Oh, he can't take it. We see Matt Dillon in a magazine shop. It's a drugstore, but he's at the magazine rack. There's only magazines in this drugstore. Yeah. But... There's a few other things, but yeah, he's at the magazine rack. He's like fiddling around. He rips the one magazine up and uh, the dude's just like, you got to pay for that. He's just like, oh, yeah, well, f- give me all your fucking money. And, and this he, is when the second gun pops up. Yeah, he pulls the gun out and points it at the dude. He's just like, okay. And then as Matt Dillon's leaving, he... We forgot an integral part. What? Before this, before he leaves the hospital, he pulls a gun on a doctor. Oh, yeah. And the doctor's like, and Just then, out of nowhere. And then he clicks the gun. Mm-hmm. It's empty. Yeah. And then the doctor's like, okay, I can go on with my day like nothing happened. <laughs> It's still a real gun that he pulled on you. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 he would not... Uh, it would, legally, he would be responsible for that. Yes. So with this empty gun, he robs a drugstore. Yeah. And then the, the as as he's running away, the drugstore owner starts popping a cap in his ass. And uh, you think that he got away until he goes to the payphone, tries to call for help, and then you see, oh, he's got blood coming out of him. But he calls the homies, the outsiders, to like, hey, guys, we need to meet up. I robbed a place. Which is like this seems very poorly timed, dude. Yeah. So like he's run, he's running away. He's clearly bleeding, and uh, the cops get to him before the outsiders can get to him, and they fucking mow him down. Well, that's after Matt points his gun. Which I mean, I am not in yeah. any way justifying. I'm if, just if you saying know that your gun. I'm, see, that's why I wonder if he did it on purpose. He might have because if if you have a uh, 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 and the police should never kill anyone. I'm just <laughs> he did point the gun at them. Yeah, and it's like oh shit, we should take precautions and take cover. No, everyone there and there's like five cop cars. They all open fired. But oh yeah, he the, got hit like thirty times. The outsiders are running up. Smoke clears. They see him in his distance. Mm-hmm. Body hits the floor. Yeah, He's let dead. the bodies hit the floor. He's dead. Matt's dead. Um, I think he did have a death wish. I think so too. He he saw the best of them die, which was Ralph, but it's actually Ponyboy. But like Ralph was, um, you know, not a Ponyboy's innocence died when Ralph died. Sure, and then it was shattered when mm-hmm. Matt died, and he was like, <gasps> and so, and then I guess after that's just the 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 quick trial. He's done. There's a quick trial, even though Ralph's dead, but I guess for legality reasons. 
They're but like, also, it's not about Ralph. It's about Pony Boy and his crime of almost drowning to death and then fleeing with yeah. a murderer. I'm not exactly guess. sure what he did wrong other than just not What's ratting his... on his friend. I don't think that's a crime, right? I, I guess if you witness and a murder, Harb, you have to come forward. I don't know. Because like he wasn't even harboring a criminal because like he fleed with him and he didn't own the church. Um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. But so the trial. They're not guilty. Cher- Cherry testifies. Numerous other people testify. Not guilty. They, and they ask her under oath what color her pubes are. That, that was out of. I, I can't believe they did that. It was so unnecessary for this movie. Well, as we learn, almost everyone is a pedophile, but also that did not actually happen. What? Oh, that, uh, that you know what? That's one of the scenes they didn't put back in. Yeah. Uh, now that I'm Francis Ford Coppola is getting a little yeah. wild on the set. But we then they also say he can stay, Ponyboy can stay in the care of his brother. Yes. He, oh, he gets a legal guardianship of him. Um, we see Ponyboy at school. Cherry looks at him. Well, she told him. She said, if, if we run into each other at school, I'm not giving you the time of day. And he was just like, okay. And then it actually happens, and then he gets upset about it. Like, and bro, then, she warned you. And then... You're from rival gangs. Come on. One of his high school teachers come out. This is also the first time we're ever at school in this entire movie. Yeah. In the last 10 minutes of the movie, we're he, finally at school. Yeah, he's just like... I'll I'll give you a passing grade of a C if you write me a, a good paper. And he's like, what should I write about? Your life experiences. Shouldn't it be a research paper? Nope. And so that's fine. Um, and so he's back at home. Um, Patrick Swayze's mad because he's flunking. And he's like, you need to go to college. I don't know if you're going to get into college or C's, my man. Yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, where, where are they? Oklahoma? Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, the play, the musical. Yeah. And that's where they are. Okay. They're, okay. they're, they're on the Broadway production of Oklahoma. Uh, okay. I forgot where they were. Uh, but yeah, he's just like, you know, you need to better yourself. And then Rob Lowe is just like, stop yelling at him. I'm leaving forever. And just runs out the house and they all chase after him. And then they catch up to him. And he's just like, you need to stop yelling at him. And then I'm going to still leave. <laughs> he's he's He mentors Ponyboy saying, you don't want to be like me. I'm happy working at a gas station. Yeah. I'm like, way to sell yourself short, my man. I'm happy having a regular job. <laughs> Come on, man. You're you're working at least. Like, hey, no no shame. No, no shame, dude. And But he, then he calls out Patrick Swayze for always yelling at him. It's like, you're so hard on him, and you're put, you're going to push him away. And they all hug. You know, they bro it out. Well, I mean, they were cuddling earlier in the movie, so, you know. Hey, man, you got to be in touch with your homies, <laughs> who are also your brothers at this point. Well, there's that but, other weird part where everyone's... I, I guess it was when Tom Cruise and Emilio came came into the, uh, the house. Rob Lowe was getting out of the shower, and he's just, like, free-balling it all over the place. We don't quite see anything, but he drops that it's towel close. dangerously. It's very close. Dangerously even, even Patrick Swayze got in on it. He was just like, you know, he was putting his clothes on and everything, too. It's You see him get out of the shower, but like this perfectly placed like a towel when he grabs it, so you never see anything. It's like Austin Powers. You know? it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> but so the Ponyboy family makes uh-huh. up. They go home. And then I don't know how he quite got it, but then... The book of Gone with the Wind is, was just there. Is there? He Ralph opens it did up. ask for a book, and like Pony Boy's like, "Oh, he wants 
Gone with the Wind. So they gave him Gone with the Wind, but it's like after Ralph died, how did this book get passed? It was in along? Ralph's will. That was a quick will reading, is all <laughs> I'm gonna say. Um so Ponyboy opens it up. This little letter from the man Ralph. If you're reading this now, I am dead. And he said the ch- kids' lives were worth it and not his. Which I'm like, again, stop showing yourself short, guys. Like, But he's talks about the poem. He talks about Matt and how Ponyboy said, oh, I don't think I could talk about sunsets with the other outsiders. And Ralph very comedically tells him to, you should show Matt. I don't know if he knows beauty like that exists. Oops, that's a little late. <laughs> also, this whole time, there, uh, Ralph is saying this as a, as a, as a almost like a, a past Star Wars tense ghost. ghost who is, uh, who is talking to him in the frame while also cutting to occasional. Well, not even cutting. Occasionally, they they show uh, images of Matt just doing random stuff throughout the like from throughout the movie on the other side. Yeah, he does not talk though as a ghost. No, he does not. He doesn't have the strong force. Otherwise, power. he would go, "Oh, ow, ow, I'm getting shot." Oh, the bullets are still coming in the afterlife. It yeah. was a lot of shots, and. It was very well timed on Ralph's part. But then at the end, after he finishes reading the letter, the, the, the whatever the camera is that they use to film him zooms way so fast <laughs> into his face. face takes up the entire screen. It was like, what kind of decision was that? I, I actually very much enjoyed that decision because it was like, okay... So you fade out from this like kind of transparent co shot. No, we're going to zoom in. I, it does. It, I don't. Uh, whatever. Whatever. It, it made for a very interesting uh, thing to see. You remembered it. I, I do remember it. You might remember it for a while. Maybe. Maybe. So and then so he starts writing his life story. This inspires him, and he starts about how all he does is watch Paul Newman movies and hangs with the boys. And we see the original shot of him leaving the Hustler. Hustler or Hustlers? The Hustler. The Hustler, starring Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. Fade he, to Sunset yeah, as and, credits roll. And that's it. And Stay Gold plays, which there, was a song I assume was made for this movie. Maybe. I'm not sure. There know. were a couple times where they, they showed um, like him writing something, but you didn't really know what it was. You just assumed it because there was a little bit of narration in there, too. At the beginning, You just yes. assumed that it was just you know a stand, stand by me thing. But uh, but no, it, apparently that's what he was writing, his life story. At the beginning and then at the church. But it's not a thread that's kept. It's probably only shown a total of three times. And then this paper, I'm assuming it's for his paper to get a C so he can go that's to college. what I took, yeah. So that was The Outsiders. Outsiders. Starring every one of the who's who's of young Hollywood at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Tom Cruise was less in this than last week. Yeah, honestly, like I would say in terms of the almost two hours of this special edition, I think he only had like maybe barely 10 minutes of screen time. Barely. Yeah. I didn't remember him being so uh, lost in this movie. I, I thought he was in it more. And I think this is where movies adapted from books come into problems where some of these characters were extra. Like, Tom Cruise's character and even Emilio's were kind of like, they could have been merged into maybe one character. Mm-hmm. But I guess he would have got even more flack for that. Who, hey, you're not going to put Mickey Mouse on Tom Cruise. Um, So would you like to know what's what's in this new special edition, the 20, 2005 special edition? 
but which, by the way, also says this features a new soundtrack. That may have been what why we heard some ah, of that. Ah, they got l- rights to much more music. That may have been why. That that explains the aggrightness of the movie. All right, uh, hit me up. What was new? So we had an extended opening sequence where Pony Boy is attacked by the socks. When walking home from Paul Newman movie, that's at the beginning. The principal greasers are also introduced. Uh, later on, Pony Boy and Soda Pop talk to each other in the bedroom. The, no, when they're cuddling on the twin mattress. That like, wasn't in the original version. I guess not. Interesting. They couldn't handle the homies. Oh, the scene where Pony Boy asked the farmers how to reach Jay Mountain. That's, that was not in the original version. I guess they just show up there. That seems unnecessary, though. If you really think about, it, like, because Matt Dillon gives them decent directions of where to go. If you go train to, oh, they arrive at the church. I wouldn't thought none other, none mm-hmm. of it. Um, I mean, but interesting I guess, choice. I guess we have the pony boy with his greasy hair. Oh, do I look like a farm boy line? <laughs> So, uh, alternative scene in the church where Pony Boy imagines uh, both Soda Pop and Dairy are present. I think I remember that. It's like they they just show up in the shot for some reason. That's a strange. Addition. I think it's like through the doorway. He just yeah, them there. I don't remember that. Uh, there's a short scene where Pony Boy splashes some water on his face outside the church while Johnny is out buying supplies. Johnny, Johnny. I, I believe I, that's I when he was pumping the water out there. Yeah, when Amelia was going to buy the week's worth uh, of food. A scene in the church where Pony Boy and Johnny become emotional over the events of the past 24 hours. So just extended dialogue there. Extended reading of Gone with the Wind in the church. Uh, so just more Gone with the Wind. I, I I think when we were originally watching it, I said this feels like a, a little bit of an addition. You would have been right. A short I wish scene I said on here because I would have had recorded <laughs> proof. <laughs> a short scene where Pony Boy finds Tim sitting on his couch in the morning. I don't I don't remember that. Uh, I, a small extension to t- uh, Pony Pony Boy and Two Bit at the hospital, where a, ner- a doctor allows them access to Johnny's room after being denied entrance by a nurse. Is that when the, the doctor was just like, it ain't looking good? Yes. he. This doctor grabs the shoulder of Pony Boy, mm-hmm. does not look him in the eye, looks in the completely opposite direction of Pony Boy, and is like, it's not looking good, but it can't hurt. Like him see, like, because I think Pony Boy asked, like, can we see him? And it's like, it's not guess, looking I good, but it can't it because hurt. Because it was such a terrible line read. <laughs> it was, he phoned that in. He, like, the looking away didn't look like it was out of, like, oh, I can't look this kid in the eyes because, mm-hmm. like, uh, the emotion is just like, I don't know what I'm doing. It looked like more of an incompetent line read than uh, trying to deal yeah, with the impression yeah. of seeing a kid die. The short scene where Two Bit and Pony Boy encounter Johnny's mother at the hospital. So she's she wasn't in the original cut. Johnny's mother, a drunk. Yes. So removing even more adults from the original. Following the death of Daly. Who's Daly? <laughs> I don't remember Daly. I only remember the characters' names as da- Oh wait. There's a Daly and Dairy? What the fuck? Uh Dairy lashes out at the cops while Pony Boy faints. Later we see Soap. Uh, soda pop and dairy carrying caring for him and be- i don't remember any of this and at, while pony boy asks if someone is sick not realizing that he that uh, i remember is. this yeah he's pony boy like because emilio feels his head at one point and says you're feeling hot and then a little is bit later it? no a little bit later he is sick in bed 
And like there's just some weird cutting going on for like 30 okay. seconds of like his two brothers taking care of him. Um, then the sickness is just dropped because he feels fine like once they go to court. It's funny you mentioned court because apparently that whole court scene was not even in the original. Well, there you go. <laughs> just like they, they're removing the original. It seems like there was oh, wow. like, literally the, no adult figure. The scene where Pony Boy runs in the cherry at school. She walks away from him. the teacher says about him flunking uh, and to write a personal uh, a paper about personal experience. Apparently that wasn't in the original. How is that not in the original? That's literally the end of the movie. Well, it's it's the it motivation. together. The motivation of him to write his life story. But it, I don't. Why would they cut that again? They're removing literally every adult in this movie. Uh, a dinner scene where Soda Pop becomes angry that he's always stuck in the middle between Pony Boy and Derry's tug of war runs away. They eventually catch up. So you tell me that whole end part wasn't even in the original cut? So, okay. So the ending of the film essentially play-by-play goes, court, high school, Roblo runs away, then note. So it just went to the note. You're dropping so many scenes. You have... So Matt Dillon dies and then it just goes right to the note. Is what you're, is what they're saying? Yes, because it literally in my notes I have the police shot Matt. The next scene is court. Wow. Okay. It's I, Matt dies. He goes home. Right to note. Looks at it, gone with the wind. Note. Okay. Well, I, I understand why they put that stuff in. That makes sense. I would say the extended version probably helps the movie. Some of the st- flush some, out. Some of the stuff could have been taken out, but yeah, that, that makes sense. The extended version stuff makes more sense though. Mm-hmm. The farmer not so much, but like that ending. Because I've watched the original years ago. It's been years. Um, and, oh boy. That's a very quick ending. Yeah. It turns dead. Read this letter immediately after mm-hmm. about how you should show Matt a sunset. He literally died the scene before. That's, that's even more... It's very abrupt. Yeah. Very abrupt. So I would uh, say there's definitely more good with the bad, I would say, with that, it seems. Here's some uh, some IMDb trivia regarding uh, Tom Cruise in this movie. All uh, right. In the scene where the boys are in the street getting excited for the rumble, Tom Cruise does a standing back... Standing back? Flip. is sta- a standing back tuck off it's off the top of the truck. It's a flip. He did a flip. Yeah, he flipped off the truck. It says Patrick Swayze apparently coached him beforehand on how to do it. Uh, right before it was filmed, Cruz nervously approached the writers and said that he was afraid he was not going to be able to do it because he felt nauseous from eating too much at lunch. <laughs> it, the writer asked him if he thought he would uh, feel better if he threw up, and Cruz said that he thought so. Uh, he, the, Did they make him throw up? The writer took him to the food truck and made him drink raw eggs until he threw up, resulting in Cruz feeling much better and doing the stunt without a problem. Uh, yes, I'm feeling sick. Drink raw eggs and you'll feel better. <laughs> also, is this how old was Tom Cruise? This is not child abuse. Uh, well, no, I think he would have been of age at this point. That's just shove your finger in the air. Like, why are you trying to make him drink raw eggs? Yeah, he would have been uh, 20, 21 at this point. Yeah, he was he was fine. Um, 20, 21. Apparently, Tom Cruise year. and Emilio Estevez were childhood friends before the movie. And Interesting. Show, and how showed they, up to um, audition together. I well, I mean, childhood friends. I guess they met in their respective towns where they grew up. Well, the same town or wherever they're from. Um, that's very cute that 
They both had the bit characters that could have been mushed into one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, during the rumble scene, Tom Cruise was apparently socked in the jaw and needed dental work the following day. The Tulsa dentist has a picture of him and the young actor together in his office. I wonder if this dentist's office still exists and if I can go there to get my teeth fixed. And I think I mentioned this earlier. Uh, he see, uh, Pony Boy seen walking out of The Hustler starring Paul Newman, which the sequel came out three years later with Tom Cruise also appearing in there. Because they can predict the future. Mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola. Illuminati confirmed. All right. Would you like to... Uh, Let's go. Let's go into the uh, the, the, the uh, I guess you call it the gauntlet here. The gauntlet. Let's go into the gauntlet. So, the, mo- the movie, The Outsiders, was uh, debuted at, in the box office March twenty fifth, nineteen eighty three. March twenty fifth, nineteen eighty three. Um, the actually, I have the top ten of uh, for for that weekend at the box that office. Weekend. Am I gonna be quizzed on this later? Where do you think The Outsiders opened? When in what place? Can I know the other movies? No. Can I get one movie? Uh, yes. Uh, Gandhi was in there. The Outsiders. I will say number three. Number three. Actually opened to second place. Oh, okay. So what, what beat it out? Uh, a movie called Spring Break was the number one movie at the box office that weekend. Not with the A24 film Spring Breakers. No, it is not. Uh, I, I believe it's a uh, 80s uh, teenage comedy. Um, okay. 5.9 million that weekend. Uh, Outsiders, not too far behind. 5.1 million for the was weekend. Was Gandhi number three? Uh, it was not, actually. Number three was a movie called High Road to China. Not familiar with that one. Uh, okay. Uh, that was its second weekend. Uh, the movie Tootsie. Tootsie? In fourth what, place. What week was Tootsie in? 15th week. It was, it was, and it was number four? It was number four, yeah. Damn, um, Tootsie. Okay. Number five, uh, something called The Black Stallion Returns. Uh, then we had number Thumbs. six, Max Duggan Returns. Two returns. We have two returns in one week. Come on, Hollywood. Get creative. <laughs> uh, we had Disney. Uh, I, I don't know if it was. Yeah, it was a re-release of The Sword and the Stone. Okay. Uh, then number eight, debuting the movie Bad Boy starring Sean Penn, who was the co-star of uh, Taps with Tom Cruise. Is, and this is Bad Boys opening week? Yes. So Tom Cruise won this one out? He, he won this one. All right. I wonder how many other times they've opened up against each other. I don't know. We'll have to find Maybe out. there's a hidden rivalry here. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, ninth place was Gandhi. Damn, Gandhi. What week was it in? 16th week. Okay, that makes sense. But Tootsie's holy much stronger at it 14 is. weeks? 15. 15 weeks. And yeah, I don't think it's going to have as big as a drop. Also in its 16th week and 10th place, 48 hours. Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Damn. Remember when movies could hold higher for much longer? <laughs> I know. I know. Was this Jumanji? Welcome to the Jungle. So the budget for Outsiders was ten million dollars. Okay, and I'm assuming Francis got paid seven. <laughs> he uh, the movie ended up uh, grossing twenty five point five million dollars domestically. Which so I'd say that's a hit. Adjusted for inflation today is about seventy four point seven million. Yeah, I would say average. I would say that. I mean, it, it went a little over, it's like double over its budget. So I'd say it's a hit. It's uh, got a sixty-three percent on on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score sixty-two or uh, sorry, eighty-two percent. I was about to say, I feel like audience liked this movie they, a lot they, more. They, they definitely did like it. Um, all right, the Need for Speed. How long in time does Tom Cruise 
run. Now, granted, he's not on screen for very long, but how long in time does Tom Cruise run for in this movie? Last can, week. Can I? What was last week? Last again? week was taps, and he ran for a total of six seconds, seven seconds in taps. Okay. Um, can I? Can I ask if it's below or above eighty seconds? No, you can't ask that. I'll say thirty-five seconds. Okay. You need. Just remember, he he wasn't in the movie that much, so he wasn't. But there's like a there's like he wasn't in it that much. Yeah, 35 seconds. All right, you shot a little too high. Uh, the answer is 10 seconds. Well, we're climbing. 10 seconds of... Oh, it's going to get higher. Uh, 10 seconds of running from Tom Cruise in this movie. Um, I feel bad for whoever watched, like, all of Tom Cruise's movies for this information and had it sit through his early work because ooh. 7 and 10 seconds... You're not getting a lot of action. You on watch these. the whole movie and you only get. A but couple is this seconds. the extended cut? Is this based off the extended cut? The ten seconds. Uh, I don't believe any of those scenes that were added right, were right. including none Tom Cruise none running. None of them said Tom Cruise though. I don't even think there's that many Tom Cruise ad scenes. So I'll, I'll take the ten as a regardless version. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's probably the original version. But you know, again, not, not much Tom Cruise in there. No. All right. Uh, next time, we are watching also Top Gun. No. I'm skipping the order. No, I no, need something. No. I need some adrenaline. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get it next time. We have 1983's Losing It. We're going to be as crude as we want, as filthy as we want, and as gross as we want. Dave's been itching for it. Woody can't stand it. If I can wait, why can't you wait? And Spider will do anything for it. There comes a time when nothing seems more important than losing it. How was I supposed to know that she was your sister? Right back. I can hardly wait. Get those maniacs! <laughs> it's the last word about the first time losing it. I've never seen it. So so far of the three movies, I've only ever seen one previously, which is this week's The Outsiders. Um, as far as I can tell, just based off of some uh, some some very uh little uh research i i think tom cruise disowns this movie he disowns it this is his first starring role and uh so we're gonna get a lot more tom cruise we're gonna get a lot he's the top build in this movie okay uh this is a, was he a duck this is a comedy drama uh it is set in dramedy well we're going back to the 60s it's set in 1965 i think i think um he had a sweet spot in his early career where he's like i like the 60s yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, it's a set in 1965. Four rowdy teenage guys travel to Tijuana, Mexico for a night of partying when they are joined by a heartbroken housewife who is in town seeking a quick divorce. Is Emilio Estevez in this? Uh, he is not. Uh, Jackie Sorry. Earl Haley is in it. Okay. Uh, John Stockwell also. Um, and uh, Shelley Long. Um, I can, based on the premise, I can see why he might disown this movie. Yeah, uh, honestly, uh, this is a hard movie to find. Uh, I'm not gonna lie; it's uh, it's uh, it's not not readily available out there. Well, but we will be reviewing it next time on on the on the show. We suffer, so you don't have to. Will we be losing it at the end of 
losing it. 